0: yo what's going on brotzart it's your boy jerry the tr expert washington here at general fitness company studio today is monday november 8th 2021 and this episode is a fun episode so to speak about injury prevention and injury fixing <laughs> so i want to talk about this because i actually have uh a client that has been dealing with a shoulder issue and I wanted to give you a, a hypothetical as well as a real world problem. So how I'm giving, giving pretty much the lowdown and how we're treating this particular injury. And maybe this will help you. You know, I'm going to give you a kind of a general guideline of how I look at the body and maybe this will help you if, uh, if, in, if and ever you have an injury that is uh, lurking or have an injury, uh, that you currently have that you've been trying to, uh, Get rid of. All right. So without further ado, this is season eight, episode 124. I hope that you enjoy it. And we're going to call this one It's Not What You Think. Lego! Alright, so let's get into it today. We're going to be talking about fitness. Yeah, we're going to actually go strictly fitness on this one. I feel like I owe you one because I missed out on Friday and I feel like I should drop some real knowledge, some stuff that I know that will help you in your gym and in your everyday life. So uh, we're going to be talking about how to prevent and spot injuries before they start. Now, I'm going to give you two examples. One is a hypothetical and another one is actually a uh, client that I'm working with right now. Uh, So the hypothetical we're going to be talking about, let's see, uh, let's go with a minor injury like a toe stub. Not just like any toe stub where you know, you just kind of bang your toe and you walk away and you know, you kind of feel it for a couple minutes. We're talking about a real one, you know, like where it might be a possible sprained toe. You know, one of those real ones where you're feeling it for a few days. Now, Again, it's not a broken toe, but it might be a sprained toe. Before I get into this, I want to talk about the body. See, the body, I've said this in multiple episodes, uh, but the body is like a sailboat. Now, the sailboat has mass and pulleys, and you want those pulleys to be not too tight and not too loose. You don't want any holes in your mast because that's going to change the way you navigate. So you want to have everything with the adequate amounts of uh, equal pressure. You know, so you can move your body without any, you know, without any uh, compensations, so to speak. So again, back to that big toe. So you stub your toe, you're walking through the, the walking through your bedroom at night, you stub your toe and it hurts pretty bad. And uh, you realize a couple of days later, you're still kind of favoring that that toe and you can't really bend your foot because if you put pressure on your toe, put pressure on that stub toe, uh, it's going to be uh, pretty painful because it's swollen and it's just, you don't have as much mobility in that joint. Well, that's not going to be the only problem. See, because you don't have mobility in the joint, when you walk, you're not going to have that flexion in your foot. And that lack of flexion in your foot is going to make the arch of your foot a lot more tired. And when that happens, you're likely going to experience some issues with your calf. And you're going to maybe get some calf tightness. You might get some shin splints. Uh, you might have some, some knee issues and as well as maybe some hip and lower back issues. You'll have something or another, or maybe everything, going up that chain. Now, the th- what likely is gonna happen is that the le- weakest link in that chain going from your toe or your foot to your hip is gonna be the most greatly affected by that injury. So, that is one thing I just want you to be aware of that you know, when you injure something, it may not necessarily be that thing that is going to have that lasting effect. It's gonna have a- an effect, but that, that lasting effect, it might go up somewhere and it might show up like weeks later. It happens a lot to people, to be honest with you. They, they say, oh, I, 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 I blew my back out while sneezing. I've heard that so many times. And that wasn't because they had a weak back, but it's because they had something else going on that caused their back to go out. Uh, likely some kind of issue in their upper back or some kind of issue with their neck or maybe even their abdominals. They don't have enough, and they can't create enough uh, bracing because their core is not strong enough to protect their lower back when they sneeze. So that is my hypothetical example. Essentially, yeah, just to give you an idea of like if something goes wrong on one part of the chain, And it's going to affect the way you navigate, like that sailboat. Now, we'll go into the real life scenario. So I have a a client right now who actually just had shoulder surgery. And uh, the issue when we first started working on the shoulder, uh, I had thought that it was something wrong, something with the stability in the shoulder. I thought maybe we need to work on the labrum or work on the shoulder cuff. Now, just to give you an idea of how the anatomy of the shoulder works, it's not the same as the hip. A lot of people call it the ball and socket where the humerus attaches to the shoulder. It's not exactly like a ball and socket. In fact, if you touch the top of your shoulder, you feel a socket, but that socket has a little lip on the top. So it actually impedes your movement going straight up. Okay, so you can't really go straight up. You can't touch your elbow to your head. Maybe some people can, but for the most part, you can't really touch your elbow to your head without dislocating your shoulder because you have that shoulder cuff on the top. And on the front side and back, you'll have ligaments that are attaching your shoulder to your upper arm. Now, again, I thought that there might be an issue there because that's where we had the surgery occurred. I thought there might be an issue with the the labrum or maybe even uh, the rear delts or around somewhere around that area, and I figured we can work on shoulder stability, but it seemed like we weren't getting any progress. So I decided to dig a little deeper and decided to see how else my client was moving and see if I could find some other point in the body where there was a weakness or a limitation in mobility, and I found two spots, in fact. I found one in the, in the hip on that same side as well as in the mid-back. There's a limited mid-back range of motion. And that mid-back range of motion is actually seems to be almost in the same point where the shoulder blade articulates uh, into the body, and the muscles that run, run alongside the spine uh, seem to not be as strong as we'd like them to be. So what that means is while my client might be able to push and pull and lift, uh, they don't have the stability, not from the shoulder cuff, but actually coming from the actual point of where the shoulder connects to the body, the shoulder blade connects to the body. Because we know that shoulder blade uh, helps move that arm out to the side, and that happens to be the issue uh, with my client's shoulder. Forward and back, no problem. Out to the side, that's the issue. So as again, I thought about that, you know, if like if the shoulder and back or uh, if the forward and back issues aren't a problem, then going to the side might be the issue. Now going to the side, you might think, okay, again, I was thinking that it might be those shoulder ligaments on the side that might be preventing them from lifting the elbow up. But as I, as, as I was feeling around in my client's arm, as they lifted the arm up, I realized that there were some muscles that just weren't activating that normally activate, uh, in other clients. And so now we're actually addressing that issue because again, sometimes it's not exactly the point of pain that is the problem. It's something that is a weakness along the line that is preventing that muscle or ligament or tendon, uh, from reaching its full range of motion. So that's just something to keep in mind. If you have something in your, that is not exactly working out for you, you feel like uh, you've been working on a particular injury for quite some time. I can guarantee you that if you've been working on injury for a long time and it hasn't seemed to get better, maybe even after surgery, then it might be that your approach is not in the right location. So, Always try to think about what else is on that chain of movement. That is one thing uh, that will help you out in helping you fix injuries as well as prevent injuries. If you feel like something is starting to tweak, you can think about what's going up the chain and maybe find those weak spots that are in there and address those weak spots before they become a problem somewhere further down the chain. So again, if you want to prevent a shoulder injury, I mean, this is not 100%, obviously, as I said, the shoulders are very complicated. But one way to prevent a shoulder injury is to make sure that your upper back or your cervical, uh, those muscles that support your cervical spine are intact or strong. uh, Because again, uh, those muscles in your cervical spine, even though they're not technically your shoulder blade, or not technically your shoulder cuff, they have a huge impact on how you can stabilize your shoulder because think about it. If you're using your shoulder muscles to lift your shoulder forward and back and off to the side, uh, but you don't have the strength uh, in the in the actual support system, because when you're lifting with your elbow, you know you're lifting up your your arm or your your hand or your elbow up to the side. It's not just your shoulder that's holding you up. You know your shoulder does a little bit of work, but you also have to think about what your body has to do to counterbalance the fact that your arm is going up to the side. Now, if, you can, if you've ever had an injury before, as I said earlier in this episode, you might develop some compensations. So you can think about like what compensations are you doing to help you move that muscle? And whatever compensation that you're using is likely the muscle group that you need to be working on or somewhere near that muscle group. So that's just something to consider. You know, if you have something going on in your body, the solution is not necessarily to work on that particular area. You know, you might want to do some pain relief, maybe do some massages and stuff like that to get uh, some scar tissue or some sticky stuff out of there. S- uh, sticky stuff, meaning, you know, like just inflamed in, inflamed muscle fibers or, uh, you know, maybe some just waste that is kind of locked in there. Sometimes, you know, your muscles uh, just hold on to waste and you have to kind of move it out or, you know, again, it might just be weak, but either way, whatever is going on in that area, address what is moving that part. That is going to be likely the solution to what is ailing you. All right. So that does it for this episode. I really do appreciate you listening. I hope this information helped you out. Actually, I hope you don't need this information at all and that you're having awesome workouts and you're working your body Unilaterally as well as equally. Unilaterally meaning like, you know, on either side. Una meaning one. Laterally means sides. So unilaterally as well as equally meaning like, you know, biceps, triceps, you know, upper body, lower body. You don't want to be unbalanced in any way. You know, that's going to, that's, you know, the recipe for injury. So I hope that you take this advice and use it in your workouts as well as in everyday life, you know, because um, life is not just workouts. Anyways, I hope that you subscribe to this podcast, tell your friends about it, and of course, leave a rating or review. (laughs) Take care, and as always, keep good company.